we are joined right now by a legend. A legend for a number of reasons, but especially for the fact that he's been covering the winter meetings. He's at the airport right now leaving, but not before he does another jungle hit. He is a reporter for MLB Network. He is also a serious XM MLB Network radio contributor. Of course, a very, very good friend of the program. And again, at the airport, busting out of Nashville, John Morosi is my guest. John, can't tell you how much I appreciate it. How are you? Jim, happy holidays, my friend, to you and your family. Uh, great to be on the show again. And yes, greetings from the Nashville airport where I just walked by the man himself, Scott Boris, who was also heading out. So I, I know that when, when Scott is heading back west, I know it's safe for me to leave as well. That's outstanding, and he's going to come by. He's not far from this studio, so I'm sure he's got a lot on his mind. Let me ask you, so the Yankees, John, and the Padres pull off that blockbuster last night. Juan Soto goes to New York as the centerpiece. Let me start by getting your overall reaction to this deal. What do you make of it? Love it for both sides, Jim. I really do. Let's start with the Yankees. They had the second fewest home runs by left-handed batters of any team in the American League last year, which is just stunning for a team that is the the franchise of Ruth and Gehrig and all the greats. So they had to restore some balance to their lineup. They had to find someone that pairs so well with Aaron Judge in the middle of the lineup and, and helps to ensure that one or the other sees quality pitches to hit. I think there were too many days this past season, Jim, where we looked at a Yankee lineup and, and it was number 99, and then you didn't know where else the offense was going to come from. And with Soto, you have someone who produces like a Hall of Famer, and even the GM who just traded him last night, A.J. Preller, called him that, a future Hall of Famer. He also leads the majors in walks the last several years. He is always on base. And when you have that kind of an on-base presence, that kind of a discerning eye, I think, Jim, he's perfectly suited for Yankee Stadium because opposing pitchers will feel like, there's just nowhere to go, no safe place to throw a pitch. And when you do that in the middle of the lineup, it just amplifies the anxiety they may feel when facing the rest of the team. So I love the move. Yes, it's going to make for some very interesting decisions for Aaron Boone with the lineup. And how often does Aaron Judge now play center field? If you've got Soto in right and Alex Verdugo in left, they just added Verdugo this week. They also added Trent Grisham in the trade. So uh, some good decisions, but again, these are good problems to have. And for the Padres, uh, we knew that they would probably be dropping their payroll uh, following the, the tragic passing of, of their owner, Peter Seidler, and, and pivoting now towards the future. This trade, Jim, I believe allows them to accomplish that, to, to shed some payroll, while also really bolstering their, their pitching depth chart for next season. Michael King, they believe, can start for them. Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito are certainly also capable of starting. They think Drew Thorpe can really contribute to their team during the course of the upcoming season. So I really think overall, Jim, both sides did well. Of course, the Yankees are the one team, though, that got the future Hall of Famer in Juan Soto. John Morosi, expertly done. So, John, not only did they get the future Hall of Famer, but they have him for one year under the deal right now. Obviously, the Yankees do not do this deal if they don't think they can lock him up long term. Can you just really assume that? In other words, how big of a gamble is this for the Yankees? Well, it is a gamble, Jim, because uh, because of the the guest and fellow traveler I just walked by. It's Scott Boris. You know, he's he's Juan Soto's agent, and I uh, I don't think he's going to be giving any discounts. I mean, this for all for all the world, it appears like he's going to free agency. Uh, he wasn't able to to make a deal with the Nationals wasn't able to make a deal with the Padres. The Padres at least broached the possibility in, in general terms. 
and, and weren't really even able to get close on it. So I, I think he's going to go to free agency, but I also know this. Whether it's Aaron Judge or others, the Yankees very rarely miss when they go 100% after a player in free agency. And I think if Juan Soto comes in and endears himself to Yankee fans and helps this team go to the playoffs in, in his first year and only year before free agency, he'll probably stay. I think New York really appeals to him in a lot of ways. But if it doesn't work, and if all of a sudden the Yankees are spending a bunch of money to still not have success and still not make the playoffs, I don't think it's going to surprise anybody if it's a if it's a different GM and a different manager making those choices. That's just the way that it works in New York. And so uh, there, there's a lot of pressure on everybody involved, but I'm sure that if you talk to Aaron Boone today, uh, he is a very content manager to know that he has Juan Soto in the lineup, and I think they'll, they'll probably worry about the extension afterward. I would just be really surprised, Jim, uh, I, I know it seems a little counterintuitive, but I would be very surprised if there were any assurances given or expected based on his future beyond 2024. John Morosi joining us from the airport in Nashville for a few more moments. John, I'm curious. I mean, I understand Shohei Otani's desire for privacy in free agency, but th- this whole thing, like Dave Roberts' mere acknowledgement that they met with Otani and that he thought it went pretty well that it was as controversial as it was. What was your reaction to that? And what do you make of Shohei and his team and the way they're handling his free agency? Well, Jim, a couple things. Number one, no one should be criticizing Dave Roberts for acknowledging a meeting in which, by the way, he offered great praise for his belief in what Shohei can do long-term. It was all very complimentary. And I find it, use the word, absurd (laughs) that a player would would change his thought process about where he wants to spend the next decade because the manager of that team said something nice about him. If we're really getting down to it, that's what it is. And so do I believe that Shohei, after all the work that he's done uh, to look at the Dodgers, yes, look at other teams, but that that acknowledgement would change his thought process, I find that very difficult to believe. So in no way do I think there is any rational criticism that Dave Roberts could receive in any of this. Um, I I do think that we as an industry have missed uh, an opportunity to to maybe shine an even brighter spotlight on the game. You think about LeBron and the decision, not not to suggest that was without controversy because we know that there was certainly plenty of discussion about that, but at least there was was a a greater transparency about the process and, and what the objectives were where he was going. And listen, he's, Shohei has earned the right to proceed in free agency as he wishes, and certainly he is doing that. But to the larger question, do I think that the greater good of baseball and the, the health and interest of the sport around the world has been helped by the way this has proceeded? I would say no. I would say no. And it's probably uh, once, once Shohei signs, let, let's hope there's a – a little greater degree of, of transparency in retrospect or some storytelling in retrospect that we might be able to get a picture of what transpired to build interest in the sport as we enter the new year. Concur. So finally, based on what you've been reporting, John, how many teams are still actively involved in the Shohei sweepstakes? Who's got the inside track? I think still, Jim, there are five teams still involved. I've called them the big five with a nod to our basketball friends in Philly. Uh, we've got uh, the Dodgers, the, the Giants and the Angels all in California, and then, of course, the Cubs in Chicago and the Blue Jays. Now, the Blue Jays, I believe right now, Jim, the Blue Jays have, after the Dodgers, the next best chance to get them. 
they've reportedly had a very productive meeting in Dunedin, Florida on Monday at their state-of-the-art new player development complex there. Uh, the city of Toronto presents a lot of international marketing opportunities. Clearly, uh, he'd be able to play his games beamed all across Canada in addition to the U.S. and Japan. So from a marketing standpoint, uh, you'd have three countries following him all the time. Uh, it's, just, it's a really interesting place that I think appeals well, the, the structure of Toronto in terms of just the way the city is designed and the way that it moves and feels. I think probably reminds him a bit of home, and and he's played there before as a visiting player, has very good numbers at Rogers Center. So the Dodgers remain the favorites here because of their consistent winning, the culture they have. Medical director Dr. Neil Alatrash performed his surgery, so there's a lot of comfort elements there, Jim. But I do think after the Dodgers, the next best chance here belongs somewhat surprisingly to the Blue Jays. As long as Dave Roberts stops saying really nice things about him, they've got a shot. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I just now that to me is beyond absurd. Absurd is not only an appropriate word; it, it's actually not appropriate enough. It's so absurd that Doc is getting any heat for that. He is a reporter for MLB Network. He is a Sirius XM MLB Network radio contributor. He is a legend and a very good friend of the program. John, thank you so much for making that hit on the way out of town from the winter meetings. I appreciate you so much, John. Great job. Jim, any time for you and our friends here at the show. So I send my best wishes for the holidays to all of you, and I look forward to the next conversation. You got it, my man. Happy holidays. John Morosi is the absolute best.